It's 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Harford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Harford County and beyond. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith, Administrator of Marketing and Public Relations for the Harford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby. The Good Harford morning. Edge is brought to you each week by your Harford County Public Library. Today we'll be speaking with Corporal John Sealback from Harford County Sheriff's Office K-9 Unit and Christy Kaler, Harford County Sheriff's Office, Office of Media and Public Relations. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. Well, Christy, uh, they keep on giving me you more jobs. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Right, so I assume that's come with a, a commensurate, commensurate pay raise. <laughs> Isn't that the name of the game? Other duties as a sign? Yes. yes. <laughs> One line of print. <laughs> Indeed. Um, uh, I do want to talk briefly. Well, talk. This is my complaint. My courtesy. We call it our courtesy session. Yes. Which, and we acknowledge it that we're not perfect. But we still like to complain about lack of courtesy. For instance, you all know where the festival is. Yes. You know, there's a, the section over by um, the Verizon store yes. and Subway. Mm -hmm. um, people go in there. 99% of the people park in a spot. 1% mm -hmm. park in the street. Mm -hmm. It's a roadway. Yeah. Because they're busier than everyone right. else. And then everyone has to go around them. And they give you the look when you give them the look. <laughs> what, what kind of citation could they get for that? <laughs> Depends on where they're parked. It's not a it's not a fire. It's not a blue curb. It's not a red curb. It's, it's just usually a yellow, yellow curb. curb. Yeah. If they're parked in, if they're not parked in a fire zone, I, I honestly I would have to look it up. Okay. It would, it would probably might even be just fall under a vehicle code for uh, blocking uh, flow of traffic. Okay, not citizens arrest, Bob. Not sorry. citizens arrest. Stocks stocks on the village green is yes. not an option. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Secondly, these. Um, these stores that sell tires and batteries and all that stuff, some of them are great. Everybody needs to double check what they tell you. I went into one two weeks ago, had a tire that had a leak, and it was it was on the side wall, so it was going to have to be replaced. Um, I went in, uh, I wouldn't say the name of the place, but... Um, <clears throat> Guy said, good news is we have your tire. The bad news is it's $265. I said, why is that? He said, that's the tire you need for your car. I said, is no other model lines, no other mm -hmm. models? Uh, oh, yeah, we do. So I said, can I see them? So he actually turned around his computer, and I looked. Uh -huh. There were eight models. It went from $82 to 265 oh And he told me, unfortunately, it's going to be 265 So I said... I'll take the $82 one. Right. And how much more? Because they, they say that it's just that, well, aligning and valves. And it, and it was yeah. gonna, it, That still was going to be $148. On top of the tire. On, on a Buick Lucerne. <laughs> Not like I had wow. a, a, a Humvee. No. Wow. So I, I, I walked out. But everyone out there, don't, especially if they think you're you're in a hurry or you're going to be submissive about it or just always question. Not everybody's dishonest, but a lot of people are. Got a call yesterday from a woman. I am with the Breast Awareness Fund. Okay. I said, okay, if I give you $1,000, how much does the, the research or the uh, patients get? Mm -hmm. um, 
Oh, after expenses, 15%. So this is a marketing firm. Yeah. And breast like another one was injured police officers fund I got last week. Uh-huh. There's someone calling saying they're from the Maryland um uh Sheriff's Benevolent Association and it's some strip mall in Middle River. I did checking on it. I called Joe Castley on it. It's um anyway. Oh. So First of all, breast awareness. I mean, I was right. I was interested in that cause when I was in seventh grade. Sure, sure. <laughs> but do not give money to people giving making phone calls. It's a marketing firms that, if the charity even exists, um, the charity's getting a small fraction of it. I read numbers a lot on right. the air, like the Children's Relief Fund, um, uh, uh, injured veterans. Uh, Firefighter Burn Fund. Excuse me, my chair has just sunk. I can down. tell it's not. For I think you. I'm getting too worked up over here. <laughs> and uh, we have so many great local charities. That's know, right. Here, so. Indeed. Amen. Okay, that's enough. I talk too much. <laughs> Let's do some trivia, and All we're going right. to get some help from from Officer Selback and Christy Kaler. We're really going to try and stump Bob, but we'll stump oh. you as well. I did well at this last time. I yes, you did. Excellent. As a matter of fact, you well. really but did. But I did not read my pop culture news yet this morning, so I might I might not do so well. Well, these are courtesy of Jen Button, who is also a co-host and works at the library with me, and she loves to stump Bob. And, yes, she has it. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Yes. This is music, which is one of Bob's favorites. What American singer-songwriter wrote and first recorded the song Blue Suede Shoes in 1955? Um... Carl Perkins. Oh my gosh! Congratulations. Amen. Everyone thinks it's uh, Jerry Lee Lewis yeah. or uh, or um, Little Richard. They though the guys, they're responsible for everything. Mm -hmm. Chuck Berry, Little Richard, starting with Hank Williams. Anyway. All right. Second question. The final link of the first transcontinental railroad across the U.S. was completed in which state? Utah. I, I've been there. Have you? Yes. All right. Yep. Oh, is that the one where the, the two... Prom, prom, promontory Point. Oh, they, and they, they drove the last rail, right? Yep, the last... And, um... and every day they reenact the joining of the two railroads. Do they? They, really? have, they have two steam engines out there, and and once a day they'll, they'll drive the steam engines out to face each other, just like they did back back in whatever, 1800s or whatever. That's wow, cool. that is fantastic. That it's a is neat place. Neat. Mm -hmm. That is neat. Do you know, uh, the Pony Express, which only operated for about 10 years, went from like 1859 to 1869, because I think this was 1872. It was very short-lived, yes. Mm -hmm. yes. But um, they, they advertised 10 days from Carson City, whatever the western terminus of the okay. railroad at the time was, mm -hmm. to Sacramento, 10 days. And the advertisement was 18 or younger, wiry, thin, oh, yeah. must should be orphaned, um, willing to uh, to risk death to risk your daily. Life. daily. Yeah. And, um, and we'll give you a dollar a week. <laughs> so okay. it's, it's, go ahead. <laughs> Brazil was once a colony of which European country? This one I didn't know. Portugal. Yes. Very good. Gosh. Well, because I they speak Portuguese, that's how I guess. Ah, all right. Okay, this one's a tough one. Listen carefully. Each of a classic Rubik's cube six faces is covered by how many stickers? Jennifer. Each, each face. 
each of the face. Nine? Yes. Oh my huh? gosh. Jen's off today, but I hope she's listening. <laughs> Christy, how many total then? Oh, jeez. I'll move on to the second question. <laughs> the next question and save you. Okay, this one's a great one. What is the sleepiest animal in the world, sleeping around 22 hours each day? My son. <laughs> I was thinking a teenager. My yeah, son's yeah, 17. Yeah, I think yeah. he sleeps 22 hours a day. Like a sloth? No. no. That's a good guess, though. It is a good guess. It's a really cute animal that kids love. Koala bears. Oh, really? Yeah. That's how they stay so cute. And they're not bears, you know. I did not know that. And neither are pandas. I did not know they're that They're both uh, koalas. Uh, pandas are in the raccoon family, believe it or not. Okay. I can and koalas are in the marsupial family. Huh. All right, we'll do a couple more. In what year was the first Apple computer released? Late 70s, I would guess. 81? Late 70s, 1976. Wow. Wow. No. wow. And Apple just went over 700, no, I'm sorry, $900 billion in market cap. Wow. So it could be a trillion dollar market value company sometime in the next year and a half. Wow. Trillion dollars. It's hard to get the mind around. Uh, yeah, it doesn't even register. Came out of a garage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and and like wow. Microsoft, <clears throat> Boeing, Caterpillar, John Deere, GM, like there's like 30 of them that add up to Apple. Sure. Wow. Um, so uh, really amazing. Okay, how many hearts does an octopus have? Is it, it, is it the obvious guess? It's more than one. <laughs> but is it the obvious guess? I, I don't know what three? the obvious three is the answer. Were you wow. going to say eight? Ah, yeah. no. <laughs> oh, I got you. Okay, now this is a cute one. This Wait, so can we just say yes. that Officer Selbach got impressed. that answer right? I know. And he's not looking on the paper, I can I see. Just, uh, you need to buy a lottery ticket today because you're doing great. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, what do you call a group of unicorns? <laughs> oh, Jennifer Button, I despise you. And uh, it's a cute answer. What does it begin with? B. Um, not bevy, brigade. It's in church. It's what the priest does to you. A blessing? Yes. <laughs> That's a hoot. That's a hoot. I was going to say fantasy land. Yeah. <laughs> There we go, guys. You know what is uh, 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 starlings? You know the the massive numbers of blackbirds mm -hmm. that cloud the uh, early winter sky winter. and do. Uh -huh. It's a that's called a murmur of starlings. Oh, uh -huh. I okay. can see why it's called that. It does murmur. Okay, we'll we'll do a little um, quick uh, education and interesting things, and we're gonna go uh, quick news, and then we're gonna go to the, the why we're here. I can't wait to talk about our canine team, both man and dog. Scapegoat. Mm -hmm. You know where that came from? I do not. It's interesting being in politics or a public field. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a term we all know. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, it's an innocent person or thing blamed for the wrongdoings of others. Having a scapegoat to blame eases people's conscience for wrongs they may have committed. The term comes from the biblical practice of the Hebrews of symbolically transferring 
their sins onto a goat that is let loose in the wilderness to die. Oh, wow. Did you know You're that? Nodding. You knew that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I know. What about pecking order? Um, has to do with chickens. Yep. It's, it was a describe a family hierarchy among breeds of poultry. And then some why things. Why isn't there a mouse favorite cat food? Why isn't there a mouse favorite cat food? Mouse flavored cat food. Oh. <laughs> why do we sing take me out to the ball game when we're already there? If nothing sticks to Teflon, how do they make Teflon stick to the pan? <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. We're going to do some quick news and um, then uh, go to break and come back for our folks. Uh, the first news item is a very important one. Um, Hartford County Sheriff's Office is looking for a few good men and women. Absolutely. Christy, why don't you take that? There's a recruiting um, effort underway. We are currently recruiting for our new... Um, recruitment class. We're looking for new deputies. All of the information is on our website. You can fill out an application until July 16th, so you have some time. Go on there. You go onto our website. It, it spells out for you exactly the hiring process, all the things you need to know, all the things um, we require for physical agility and everything else, so you have some time to, to work out, get ready, and <laughs> turn, in your, turn in your application. I'm sure Corporal Sealback can talk about what a rewarding career this is mm -hmm. um, to join some of Hartford County's finest. I will. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I imagine I hate uh, hate uh, if we're uh, benefiting from other from other weaknesses in other jurisdictions. But um, are we seeing a lot of interest from Baltimore City? We do see interest. Uh, people that want a lateral to Hartford County. Um, and we're not actually taking laterals right now, but you can send us your information if you are interested. Um, Hartford County is just, you know, we saw it after Mark and Pat died, that this is an amazing community, if you mm -hmm. didn't know it already, to Very live in so. and mm -hmm. to work in. And the support that our community has given law enforcement, I really think is unprecedented. And, and I, if that same event would have happened someplace else, I don't know that the same outpouring of love and support would be the same. In fact... Um, tomorrow, here's some, or not tomorrow, Monday, here's some, some breaking news that I haven't released yet, but um, several different automotive companies around the county made a tribute vehicle, that it will be our special event vehicle that we are being officially presented on Friday, and it will make our, its initial debut in the Bel Air, I'm sorry, we're being presented on Monday, it will make its debut on Tuesday in the Bel Air Fourth of July Parade. So when you're thinking about where you want to work for a career in law enforcement, Harford County, you know, our community is the it's is absolutely the, the best, the top yep. notch, yep. absolutely. Yes. Can we can we uh, give a shout out to those uh, sponsors, uh, or is it too soon? Because, uh, you know, these folks are obviously giving so much back and honoring, um, you know, the most important deeds that can you can imagine for any of us. Is it too soon to let it, us know who the it's some not of the too soon. I, I don't have all of them in front of me, but the the effort was spearheaded through Canby Motors, Great. and they were one of the businesses. Shortly after their death, they came forward and said, we want to do something, what can we do? And so now this, this tribute vehicle will be at special events and in parades oh, and, and around. Um, we have seven fallen heroes, and it's a tribute to Mark and Pat and, and the others as well. Mm -hmm. Well, send me those names of all of them. We'll read Absolutely. them next week. For sure. Because, uh, uh, you know, th 
these folks don't have to do this and they seem to be always stepping up so and continually and yeah. absolutely mm -hmm. um and on that note you know we would uh, you know, there's uh, we have anti-drug PSAs that are going to be started, starting actually tonight in theaters um, uh, as well. And again, since Christy, you're here, um, we always like to report it, even though it's it's horrible. What are we up to? And I hate to say it, what are we up to this year as far as ODs and deaths from ODs that we know about? Well, we update our numbers every Monday. So Monday is the day that the website gets updated, and you know we have our community awareness signs throughout the county. And we stand at 207 total overdoses that have been reported to, to law enforcement. Um, and right now we have 42 lives that have been lost. Um, and at this rate, we will surpass mm -hmm. where we were last year in lives being lost. Um, it's just... And for you or whoever, having to walk, make that walk out yes. to the sign with a new number every week, I, you know. It's been interesting. I usually change the sign at headquarters, and people do stop and watch. Oh, sure. um, and, and I've seen people that they're walking down Main Street, and they literally kind of stop past the sign, back up, take a photo. And that's really what it was about, that these are 207 lives um, families, mm -hmm. friends, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, you know, and of those, like we said, 42 lives mm -hmm. have been lost. So it's not just a number. There's a person behind each one of those. And community awareness, um, we, you know, the sheriff has said many times, we're not going to arrest our way out of this. We're doing right. our very best to go after the dealers that are bringing mm -hmm. these drugs into our community. But awareness and, and understanding the, the dangers associated with this drug is really what I think is going to make a long-term impact on mm -hmm. our community and these numbers coming down. Um, you know, some good news to that, and you folks know about this initiative. Uh, I've been helping um, Derek Hopkins and Sandy Galleon get the word about the Shore Hope Foundation, um, which is really uh, hopefully going to be a series of of residences for hope and healing uh, and they just opened their first house in January they just got their eighth resident uh, the, the resident was just in front of a judge in Hartford County several weeks ago and this judge I can say it he's a um, Kev, judge Kevin Mahoney who's uh, a big proponent of education treatment recovery anything short of introducing these folks who are nonviolent offenders into the correctional system because that makes it even more of a point of no return um, because we, there's not a ton of resources for reentry um, or continuing treatment. So I had dinner with the girls um, two weeks ago and we ate at a long table with me and the seven residents and the two staffers and we had a wonderful dinner and another table off to the side they set a place um, with a napkin and knife and a fork and a flower and an empty plate um, to remember all those that we lose uh, every day. And when we brought the tables, the dishes, dirty dishes into the kitchen, we brought that dish too. And they um, clean it and wash it every, um, and every night. So. Wow. And the great thing is these folks are doing excellent. Uh, we just had a great photo op uh, Wednesday night. Shar uh, Hope, uh, Matt Slade, the GM of the Ironbergs, hosted them and we took them down on the field and took their 
their photos with Sandy Galleon and um, Derek Hopkins um, with the Shar Hope logo up, and we got them some good publicity. And the Excellent. girl, the girls are doing great. So brave. It's um, not easy. So hats off to those, and hearts go out to these folks and their families. Um, and that is it on the news because we better get going to break. Yeah, we need to take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Corporal John Sealback from Harford County Sheriff's Office K-9 Unit and Christy Kaler, Harford County Sheriff's Office Office of Media and Public Relations. Harford County Public Library Foundation 13th Annual Gala, La La Library, and Evening in the Stacks will be held Saturday, November 4th at 7 p.m. at the Abington Library. Tickets will go on sale Monday, August 14th at 11.04 a.m. at eveninginthestacks.org. The Gala, Harford County Public Library Foundation's signature event, welcomes more than 600 guests each year and features an extensive menu of hors d'oeuvres and drinks, entertainment by mood swings, a live and silent auction. This year's theme, La La Library, focuses on the timeless and classic old Hollywood song and dance days. Sponsorships, which include tickets to the gala, are available starting at just $750. To purchase a sponsorship, contact Nina Depkin at D-E-P-K-I-N-N at hcplonline.org. Proceeds from the event will support a wide range of programs and resources, including new technologies, community outreach, and stream programs, an innovative new space, and collections that will offer customers of all ages the opportunity to explore, create, discuss, and learn. For more information about Lala Library, visit eveninginthestacks.org. Help your child build a better world with Harford County Public Library's Summer Reading Challenge. Studies show that children who participate in public library summer reading programs score higher on reading achievement tests at the beginning of the new school year. Experience less summer reading loss and begin the new school year with more confidence. The Harford County Public Library Summer Reading Program, designed from children from birth through high school, will ignite your child's imagination and inspire a lifetime love of reading. Register now at hcplonline.org or any Harford County Public Library branch. Each registered reader will receive a commemorative tote bag filled with Summer Reading Challenge sponsors information and coupons. Upon completion of the Summer Reading Program, all children will receive a certificate of completion and a special gift plus a ticket voucher for an Aberdeen Iron Birds game on August 8th or 24th. For more information and to check out all the special events happening at your library throughout the summer, go to hcplonline.org or pick up a copy of the headlines and happening at any of the library's 13 branches. Help your child build a better world with Harford County Public Library's Summer Reading Challenge. Welcome back. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith, Administrator for Marketing and Communications at Harford Public Library. And that is Bob Mumby. This is the Harford Edge. We're delighted to have Corporal John Sealback from Harford County Sheriff's Office K-9 Unit and Christy Kaler, Harford County Sheriff's Office, Office of Media and Public Relations with us in the studio today. John and Christy, welcome again. Thanks Thank for coming out today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. We have lots of questions. <laughs> First of all, Christy, uh, mo uh, I guess most folks know you, who you are. You've been with the Sheriff's Office since 13, and the PIO and all the other stuff. Extraordinary. Since, <laughs> it's, yeah, since 2014. Um, so, and you're very modest, too. I'm very modest, yes. <laughs> And Corporal Selbach, you're, uh, you 
started on the job. I love that because uh, that's what uh, the community says. Uh, uh, Howard County Police 93 lateraled here in, May, in 98, joined K-9 Union in September of 2000. Yes, sir. Um, God bless Ronan and Saber and Ranger, yes, who were your mm -hmm. pre uh, previous uh, partners. Um, uh, you also, you've dog trained uh, Montgomery County, Baltimore City, and uh, police in Baltimore County Police, Wilmington, Delaware Police. And in 2005, you were promoted to corporal and seven years ago you started our own in-house canine training program and you're one of the agency's canine trainers and since then you've trained 18 dogs which I have lots of questions about because wow. uh, um, I can't get my dog to sit <laughs> um, you can get your dog to go in a burning burning building and <laughs> no burning buildings oh, okay. but burning, but buildings with bad guys in them yes okay so welcome um, uh, f first of all, tell us about um, uh, the canine unit. Uh, it's, what, what, it's, its structure, its purpose, the different duties um, that uh, the unit has. Well, uh, the canine unit was started back in 1965, and since 1965, we have had 28 different handlers who have worked uh, so far 41 different dogs, and uh, the canine team. Uh, is a vital asset to law enforcement because the dogs help augment and enhance uh, the job of the of the frontline police officer. Uh, the dogs can be used to uh, effectively clear buildings, look for bad guys, track bad guys, look for, look for missing persons, uh, look for uh, items that have been contaminated with odors that the dogs have been trained on. So most of our dogs are trained to be what we call uh, CDS or narcotics detection dogs. And then we also have one of the dogs in our unit uh, is also what's called an EOD uh, or explosives detection dog. Okay, and how many uh, how many uh, dogs in the unit now? Well, currently within the unit, we have seven uh, teams. Uh, four of the four of the teams are what we call a cross-trained uh, narcotics and patrol dog, and they work out on the road. The one team is the cross-trained explosives detection and patrol. We have one uh, one team. He actually handles a bloodhound as well as a separate mm. uh, black lab. That's a narcotics detection dog, and then we have one handler that's assigned to work out at the detention center full time, and he's also full full fully trained, cross trained uh, narcotics and patrol dog. So, these dogs it must be amazing, still to you, uh, that some of the things that they can detect. Um, and how, how were they trained for that, and how do they do it, and well, how the, do they let you know? The, the dog's nose is something that is absolutely amazing. Uh, their sensitivity for smell is many thousands of times better than ours. Mm -hmm. uh, scientists are still learning how sensitive their noses are. I've actually seen dogs that have been trained to detect skin cancer cells. Uh, by, by sniffing wow. a person. So if they can pick up a skin cancer cell, then uh, picking up on the odor of narcotics or explosives is a, is a pretty easy game for them. So what we do to, to teach them how to detect uh, the odors, we have a, a device that's called a behavior shaping device. It's a plastic box with a toy launcher inside of it. And we got a bunch of other boxes. All the boxes look the same. They all smell the same, except the one that has the narcotics in it. So when the dog is, is being taught, he's sniffing all these boxes. Well, when he gets to the one with the, the narcotics in it, 
the toy gets tossed up at him. He's like, wow, that's really, really cool. As so, I so, would do also. Oh, yeah, so, so, so they learn really, they learn really, really quickly. When I pick up on this individual smell, I get to play with Dad. So what we're doing is, is we're channeling their desire to play, play with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, by looking for the odor of the narcotics, and that's that's how we imprint onto their to their minds. They then associate. Okay, Dad gives me the odor. Go look for this. You know, gives me the command to go look for one of the the, the odors I'm trained on. When I alert on the odor, Dad plays with me. They love it. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. How how can you? Are there are certain breeds, and how can you tell? Because it requires a, a certain calm or poise and i don't know if bravery is the word yes but a, a, a focus um abil ability to tune out a lot of external stimuli while doing their job yes. how, are there certain breeds and how do, can you tell pretty early whether a dog has it yes what we the the three main breeds that we use for the cross train you know the patrol dog the the, the dog that looks really intimidating uh german shepherd the belgian malinois and the dutch shepherd we currently have all uh, German Shepherds in our unit. And when we go to evaluate a dog, they're already, they've been brought in by an importer, they're already between a year approximately to three years of age. And so they have developed some maturity and we evaluate them. We put them through testing at the vendor to see what kind of mental capacities that they have. What is their toy drive? How interested are they in the toy? And how strong are they against a a, a threat because what we'll do is we'll post them out by themselves and I'll come out at them like I'm going to attack them I want to see if they're willing to come get me so that's you know we, we it's a it's a courage test and we also t uh, test them for the toy now for a, a detector only dog since we have that detector only dog which typically a, a Labrador retriever is your primary detector dog in police work but I have seen I've seen Cocker Spaniels I've seen English English Setters I've seen wow. uh, uh, German shorthair pointers used as a detection dog. So any any dog that has a really high toy drive can potentially be channeled into becoming just a standard detection dog. Our first uh, explosives detection dog, Canine uh, Elliot, was a uh, lab that was actually given up by a family and put into a rescue because he was too boisterous in his house. He, he figured out how to open up cabinets and stuff like that, and the family just couldn't deal with him. So, and... They tested and were like, wow, this is a this would be a perfect detection dog. And he was. He was a great detection dog. Wow. He worked for us for quite a few years. That's, it's amazing. And tell us about um, your, your, your two, uh, is it Chance and Diogi? Diogi? Diogi. Diogi. Yes, sir. Tell us about them and uh, why they're named that. Uh, they're our most recent uh, graduates. We just graduated from patrol class last week. Uh, Canine Chance has teamed up with Senior Deputy Jeremy Mothershed, and uh, this is Deputy Mothershed uh, returned to the canine unit, so he, so this is his, he called it his second chance to be in canine, so he named his dog Chance. Uh. Now, my dog Dioji, uh, I named him in honor of a canine team that was killed together in the line of duty in Florida in 2006. It was uh, Deputy Matt Williams and canine Dioji went uh, tracking a suspect, unbeknownst to them at the time, uh, he ended up. He was a, actually a hitman for a cartel in Central America, and they both lost their lives together. And uh, fortunately, the the uh, the suspect was uh, taken care of the following day by a SWAT team uh, when he refused to surrender. So, when the t when the team was was killed, it had a, a wide-reaching impact uh, in the police canine community. 
uh, even though I never met the team, it, it affected me, and, and it also affected the way we do our, our job uh, up here. So I decided since it was the, I got the OG on the 10-year anniversary of uh, their death, I, I named oh, him wow. in, in honor of, of the team. Wow. And so um, his end of watch, uh, the OG and uh, Officer Williams was uh, end of watch Sep Sep September of 2006. Oh, 06. Yes, sir. God bless him. Um, Polk County. Polk County, Florida. Yes, sir. Another bad guy. Is there anything more satisfying than watch one of your dogs take down a bad guy? It's it's satisfying. Period. Just when when you have a, your dog accomplish any of the tasks that they're that they're trained to do. But yes, it it's happened a few times in my career. Uh, I I will say, the vast majority of the people that I encounter as they give up to us. They have no desire to get you know to to, to mess with the dog. But I've had a couple people try to outrun the dog. And, and and setting the dog loose to go to go catch him is, it's, like, it's yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I, I imagine it's got to be like when a, a fighter pilot sets a missile off. And, and, and it's, I mean, just he takes off that so much faster than me. It's amazing. Wow. Uh, that must be you know I'm, I don't want to, but it must be just very satisfying to okay he's running. Yes, sir. Yes, Enjoy. Yeah, this is, yeah, is, is going to be a, a losing combination. Yeah. Um. And in the community uh, and getting the word out, um, which um, is important, uh, what, what are some of the things you folks are doing on that front? And also, we have uh, something that uh, you're doing with the Summer Reading Challenge mm -hmm. with the library. Why don't we talk about that? Mm -hmm. uh, we, we do uh, canine demonstrations throughout the year for uh, public groups, and uh, this year the library has contacted us requesting that we do some demonstrations at their libraries. Uh, we actually did, a, a, we had a demonstration last night at the Whiteford Library. Mm -hmm. We have one scheduled for tomorrow afternoon at the Abingdon Library, and then one scheduled for next week sometime, I believe, at the Joppa Library. And uh, yeah, these are open to the public, and it, it gives us a chance to, to get out in front of the, of the public, talk to them about our dogs, and show the dogs off. And kids absolutely love it. So I was going to say, how, it, what's their reaction, the uh, kids? Kid, kids are, you know, enthralled uh -huh. you know, they, they absolutely love it and it's we usually get a chance to demonstrate a bite and then it's you know the, the dogs are very very proud when they when they catch the man and, and they they get to win the sleeve which is what the the decoy is wearing and they prance around and look very proud and, and it's, you know, it's eaten very up. very well received everybody mm -hmm. eats it up they, they like it a lot so it's a good outreach and it also gives the, the public a chance to interact with us in an informal manner, because usually most most people's contact with the police is when we pull them over, or mm -hmm. if you call us for service. So it's a it's a chance to, to meet and greet us and talk to us one on one. Uh, and that is uh, hcplonline.org. Correct. If they want to find out more about that, and absolutely, uh, is that something they can find on the sheriff's office uh, website or just? Uh, it's not on our website, so they would be best to look at the libraries mm -hmm. or look through their H and H publication. It's in there as well. Okay, cplonline.org. And give us the, the uh, Sheriff's uh, Office uh, website as well, because there's so many great things on there. Um, HartfordSheriff.org. Okay, HartfordSheriff.org. And then you can find out a lot of things about us if you visit us on any of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have a, a lot of different videos on YouTube as well that you can learn about the agency and see some of the cool things that we're doing. Okay. And um, Corporal... Uh, 
give us uh, some one or two examples um, over the past year or whatever of, of a success that uh, one of our canine teams had. Well, we uh, just as an example of uh, one of our canine teams uh, over the week or this past weekend, they had a call behind our old precinct for a subject that was possibly holding a gun. One of our uh, canine uh, teams arrived on scene and was able to successfully challenge the subject and take him into custody uh, without anybody being harmed. Uh, so, I mean, normally that could have been a, a foot pursuit situation. Uh, the guy had nowhere to go, so the team was able to, to, to catch him and take him into custody quickly. Uh, our, our dogs deploy on a regular basis. We have, uh, I mean, literally dozens of narcotics apprehensions uh, throughout the year, uh, the, the past year. We have, uh, you know, patrol, we call patrol apprehensions where we uh, challenge, like, like the instance I just told you about where we challenge somebody with the dog mm -hmm. and they give up to us. That's what's called a, a patrol apprehension. Uh, the dogs are very, very uh, good at what they do and it, it's always fun to, to see them you know, in action. And I'm looking forward to getting back into action myself since mm -hmm. uh, it's been a while since I've been able to work a, a patrol dog with uh, the health issues I had with uh, my canine running. And your your heart must go in your throat when you release the dog, especially uh, with a um, with a potential violent uh, uh, situation. Like if you're releasing a dog and someone's armed, and obviously a violent, unstable it's, uh, person, it must I, be hard. It's usually ways. it's after after things are over is when the when okay. your heart jumps under your throat. Usually, usually well, things are moving too quickly, but then after everything is settled, then you think. Wow, that could have gone, you know, a different way. And uh, thankfully, you know, everything has has turned out safely for us. Uh, and I and I want to talk about this. Christy knows I, I'm very close to the first responder community uh, in New York because my best friend was a police officer and he died in uh, 911 in the South Tower. And so I've spent hundreds of hours with families and the police. Um, and the folks searching and recovering at Ground Zero. And I got to know Officer David Lim, uh, who um, was canine. Yes, sir. And Sirius yes. was his dog. I'm sure you know the story. I will tell the folks. And uh, Sirius, uh, David Lim was patrolling that day, and he felt uh, he knew something happened when the first plane hit. And he put, uh, went down and put Sirius in his kennel and then went out and started saving people. Towers came down. He miraculously survived, David Lim. Tyrius didn't. Um, and they found his remains about a month and a half later, and they brought him out to the full honor guard. Yep. His remains Please. out of the full honor guard. And um, uh, 350 dogs worked at Ground Zero uh, during that. And one dog, I forget his name, worked so hard they didn't call him off or whatever. They had to bring him out in a cable basket. He was still panting, but he collapsed yeah. because, I mean, there was thousands and thousands of remains to find, and you had remains of first responders that they didn't want to get caught with the buckets and the other construction <laughs> equipment, and these dogs were played a main role. Um, but talk about that. And, uh, it's funny. They had to... Uh, funny. Uh, September 19th, they had the first responders, police, fire, NYPD, PAPD, etc., um, ring the opening bell when the New York Stock Exchange reopened. 
and there in the center there was one representative from each and there in the center was a uh, uh, um, I forget the dog's name. It was oh, one of the okay. canine dogs? Search and rescue dog. Yeah, well, one of one of Sirius's partners. <laughs> so I mean, just talk about that as far as what. Well, the the dogs are uh, extremely dedicated to what we we train them in, and they will they will work uh, literally to death. And so it is up to us as the human partner. To, it's going to be a hot day today, and say if we were to be working a, a tracking incident, we would have to, to say, okay, we're going to have to take a break at a certain amount of time, make sure that the dog gets water, maybe call in a fresh team to, to pick up the track. But yes, the, the dogs are, are dedicated and very hardworking, and they 100% they live for, for us, for their human partners. They, they, they thrive on, on working with us and for us. So I think I have the best job in law enforcement. I get I get paid to, to work with dogs and go catch bad guys. Mm -hmm. It's uh, wow. you know, it's every, every kid's dream. And, at, least, at least this kid's dream. <laughs> <laughs> and you make a difference every you uh, you make a difference every day in keeping us safe. On top of it, on top mm -hmm. of you, you enjoying what you do. Um, so that is great. It's just I don't know. It's so touching it to think about this and. It's a different relationship. It's yeah, a unique it is. If, if if you have a pet, I would say take your your relationship with your pet and multiply it by five or ten. It's because uh, I've had pets, pet mm -hmm. shepherds, and I even have pet shepherds at, at at home. But the relationship with your working dog, because you're with them literally 24 hours a day, and you are you go through life and death experiences together. It just it's a bond like nothing else. Wow. Well, fantastic. Um, Corporal John Selback, Harford County Sheriff's Office, Christy Kaler, um, head of everything, um, <laughs> communication uh, and public relations and spokesperson-wise for the, for the Sheriff's Office. As I always say, you're one of the two best public oh, yes. information officers in the state of Maryland. Good job, There Bob. you go. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> My wife is the county's PIO. <laughs> Copy that. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, so um, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll cover some great events coming up at the library, and then we'll go over the edge where we look at some news from outside Hartford County, and we'll do some thingamabobs. Hartford County Public Library Foundation 13th Annual Gala, Lala Library, and Evening in the Stacks will be held Saturday, November 4th at 7 p.m. at the Abington Library. Tickets will go on sale Monday, August 14th at 11.04 a.m. at eveninginthestacks.org. The gala, Hartford County Public Library Foundation's signature event, welcomes more than 600 guests each year and features an extensive menu of hors d'oeuvres and drinks, entertainment by mood swings, a live and silent auction. This year's theme, La La Library, focuses on the timeless and classic old Hollywood song and dance days. Sponsorships, which include tickets to the gala, are available starting at just $750. To purchase a sponsorship, contact Nina Depkin at D-E-P-K-I-N-N at hcplonline.org. Proceeds from the event will support a wide range of programs and resources, including new technologies, community outreach, and stream programs, an innovative new space, and collections that will offer customers of all ages the opportunity to explore, create, discuss, and learn. For more information about Lala Library, visit eveninginthestacks.org. 
Help your child build a better world with Harford County Public Library's Summer Reading Challenge. Studies show that children who participate in public library summer reading programs score higher on reading achievement tests at the beginning of the new school year. Experience less summer reading loss and begin the new school year with more confidence. The Hartford County Public Library Summer Reading Program, designed from children from birth through high school, will ignite your child's imagination and inspire a lifetime love of reading. Register now at hcplonline.org or any Hartford County Public Library branch. Each registered reader will receive a commemorative tote bag filled with Summer Reading Challenge sponsors information and coupons. Upon completion of the Summer Reading Program, all children will receive a certificate of completion and a special gift plus a ticket voucher for an Aberdeen Iron Birds game on August 8th or 24th. For more information and to check out all the special events happening at your library throughout the summer, go to hcplonline.org or pick up a copy of the headlines and happening at any of the library's 13 branches. Help your child build a better world with Harford County Public Library's Summer Reading Challenge. You're listening to 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Harford Edge. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Hartford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby. Leslie, first of all, tell us, what do we have uh, going at the library? I'm sure nothing, you lazy <laughs> folks, you don't do, never doing anything. Hanging out, doing nothing. It's been a very busy week at the library, and we are headed into a busy week next week as well. We are, um, we created an amazing float for three Fourth of July parades coming up. On um, Sunday, July 2nd at 2 p.m., we'll be in the Habit of Grace Parade. On Sunday, July 2nd at 6 p.m., quick change of route down the road to Edgewood and Joppa Town. Um, Mary will be marching in the parade or will be a part of the parade. Um, I'll be there. We have a great team um, from There's the really branches. four Marys, yes, right? There Isn't are. there? <laughs> there, there that's, that is amen. That's an amen statement. Um, and we have a lot of volunteers that are going to march with us. So come out and see the parade and celebrate the 4th of July. And then on Tuesday, July 4th at 6 p.m., we'll be a part of the Bel Air Parade. So it's very exciting. Us. Yes. And the library. I'll be Same waving parade. to you guys. <laughs> I'll be waving to you. So that's going to take a big part of our week. And then um, the all the library branches are actually closed on July 4th in observance of Independence Day. And then we start out on Wednesday. We have a really interesting program at our Aberdeen Library from 5 to 6 p.m. It's called Teen Sensory Social, and it's for grades 6 through 12. And it's for teens with special needs, and it's really a time for them to engage social, socially, um, to do some hands-on activities, some crafts, um, explore library materials. It's really a very popular um, program at our branches. and. Um, you know, you can check out all of the great events we have coming up at hcplonline.org. We are booked through eternity <laughs> with great events, so check it out. Amazing. Mm -hmm. What a crew. What a crew we have there. And how many um, yeah. registered so far for the Summer Reading oh Challenge? Gosh, it's over 10,000, isn't it? It's not over 10,000, but it, we are far surpassing last year's number. And last year was 16,000? Last year was 16,000. 16,000 yeah. people registered. Yeah, we are it's far amazing. surpassing. Um, and 
this summer, because the summer is longer for the children, it's even more important to keep their skills up and keep them reading and keep them, you know, in the motion of, of that so when they go back to school, um, they're better prepared and don't really have a lot of makeup to do. Fantastic. Um, now we're going to do a little thing we do once in a while. We actually started this after I, uh, we heard uh, 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 Deputy Logsdon's wife um, make, a, uh, make a speech about using time and um, making the most of it. So we do a little thing about, you know, little things to do, uh, little things to be uh, thankful for, and things to take to heart that we really know somehow uh, but we don't we don't follow it and part of that is we do what would you tell your 21 year old self because mm -hmm. I have a 26 year old and a 23 year old they are just now starting to listen but it's only because they've seen it themselves <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell them anything so we'll start with um, Christy what would you tell your 21 year old self I would tell my 21-year-old self to not worry about things that you have no control over. We put so much energy into worrying about things that we, we really can't impact the outcome. And that, that would be my advice. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. And something I, would, I still have trouble following. Sure. It's a mm -hmm. life lesson. It is. It really is. How about you, John? What, um... Invest in Apple. <laughs> good one. Great. That is a good one. That and then uh, also start applying, uh, applying for jobs. At the time I was in college, and then by the time I graduated college, uh, the Baltimore metro area was on a pretty much a hiring freeze for mm -hmm. police work. So it took me a couple years to actually finally land uh, land the job in policing. So I would say go back and you know start start putting in the application sooner than I did. Um, Leslie. I've answered this question a couple times, and you I... You trying to use Fane? You want to pass? No, I'm not going to pass, because every time I think about it, there's a lot of things I would want to tell my 21-year-old self, just to relax a little bit more. I was so stressed then, because I was in school, working a lot of jobs. Like, I enjoyed my time there, but just not to take it too serious, Christy. Kind of going back to what you were saying, you know. Just in, enjoy the moment a little bit more. I would shut... I would tell myself to... 21 year old self to shut up. <laughs> Stop trying to impress people. Let them talk first. Mm -hmm. uh, you find out a hell of a lot more mm -hmm. by listening. Mm -hmm. uh, they, you know, they say um, it's better to have people wonder why you didn't say anything than to have them wonder why you did. <laughs> that is. A That's great, a corollary of. That is. That's better be quiet advice. and have them think you're a fool than talk no. and confirm it. <laughs> yes. And. Um, I, the, and I, we were going to do three, four I, lines that catch my attention that are wise. Um, we're gonna, as part of that, we're going to do those. The one is, the young know the rules, the old know the exceptions. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and the other one, I, I, maybe I can say this. Yeah, a young bull and an old bull were on a hill. They were yeah. looking down at a meadow full of cows. And the young bull said, hey, let's run down there and make friends with one of those cows. And the old bull says, why don't we walk down and make friends with them all? <laughs> oh, Bob. That's, a, that's allowed, isn't that it? That is allowed, yes. Okay. That's, that's and talking then, cheek cute. Also, uh, there is always free cheese in a mousetrap. <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> and um, to 
partially to Christie's thing, always forgive your enemies. They hate that. <laughs> <laughs> and a friend in need always finds your new phone number. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> that is. That is. And uh, two, we always like to do explanations of things that uh, none of us ever knew. You know, and if I did this before, I apologize. Do you know why there are holes in a pen cap? No. Do they used to explode? We have. Officer Do you Selby. know? Um, partially, it's to equalize the pressure. Okay. But mostly, it's an anti-choking device. Uh, ah. Because if you swallow a pen cap, if there's holes in it, you could still breathe. Ah. Very um, interesting. That's a great one. Um, and um, this one is sort of stupid, but you know why there's a hole in a soda can tab? I saw this somewhere one time, and now it's escaping me. So it's, I don't break my nail? <laughs> yeah, that is true. Possibly. <laughs> That's always happening to me. Um, no, it's to put the straw in so it doesn't yes. float yes. away. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never done that. And I use a straw. And the last one we, before we go is, do you know why there's a little piece of fabric attached to new, the clothes fabric attached to new clothes? Like if you buy a dress or a, there's a piece of fabric. As, a, as an emergency patch? That's what I always thought. It's to, it's to test wash it. Oh, I've never done that either. So if you're thinking of hot water, yeah. thing, sure. this, you put that little piece of fabric in and see how it handles it. Or if you want to clean a stain out, you test its color fastness or whatever. Um, and the little pocket in jeans. For Coin. keys? Coins. Uh, pocket yep. watch? It started as for a pocket watch. Okay. Um, it's been called over the years the watch pocket, the key pocket, the... Um, the condom pocket. I swear, I'm not. I, I, believe, I believe you. I'm just telling you facts. That's right. Um, people put ticket stubs in there. If you have anyway, coins, mm -hmm. um, pills. If you have a, you know, cough drops, cough drop or mm -hmm. whatever. So on that note. On that happy note, guys, that's all the time we have for the Hartford Edge. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.